0: The New England Patriots re-signed Cam Newton, so we will react to that news on the Nesson Patriots podcast, telling you what it means for the team moving forward, and if they'll make any other moves at the quarterback position. <laughs> Hello and welcome to the Nessun Patriots podcast. I'm Doug Kide, joined as always by Zach Cox. Big news on this Friday morning: the Patriots have a quarterback, the same quarterback they previously had, and they're running it back with Cam Newton on a reported one-year deal worth up to fourteen million dollars. I would expect that cap hit to be significantly less than that, probably a fraction of that fourteen million dollars, but. Yeah, um, not the most exciting quarterback addition the Patriots could have made this offseason.
1: Not the most exciting, but one that I think both of us have kind of seen coming for, yes. for a while. <laughs> I'm not going to say that either of us predicted that this was what they're going to do. But I mean, even going back to, to January and February, when you're just looking at the the quarterback landscape and hearing everything that Bill Belichick has said about Cam Newton over these last several months, everything Cam Newton has said about Bill Belichick and the Patriots, you're saying there's a decent chance that he comes back here, and especially after you see some of the the big name quarterbacks uh, like the Matthew Stafford's, like the the Carson Wentz's, all those guys are are off the board. There's there's obviously all the question marks about whether they would be even be able to get someone like Jimmy Garoppolo. I I don't think this is a terrible move for the Patriots. It's 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 not the, you don't want Cam Newton as your unquestioned number one quarterback, but I think just over looking, looking at, at all the options that they had, I I think that this, it does make some sense. And, and as we mentioned previously, I, I can see the argument for bringing back Cam Newton for saying, well, look, he signed late in the off season last year. He dealt with COVID during the year. He had a terrible group of pass catchers to throw to one of the worst in the NFL, Let's give him a full off season, add some, uh, some weapons at, at wide receiver at tight end, and you should expect some improvement this year. Now, whether that improvement will be enough to make the Patriots a competitive team again, that remains to be seen. And that could definitely be debated, but I can see the argument for bringing cam back for another year.
0: Let's let's do positives and negatives. And then what this means essentially moving forward for the Patriots. Let's do the negatives first. I know that that's not the the greatest, most optimistic way of looking at it, but I feel like it's a shorter conversation about the negatives. And then we can get into the longer one, about the potential positives with this move, the negatives are the fact that the Patriots went seven and eight with Cam Newton as their quarterback last season. He was one of the worst passers in the league last year. Uh, He rated 30th in QBR, all the advanced metrics, uh, you know, didn't exactly paint Cam Newton in a positive light. He was decent as a rusher, but the risk of this move is that the Patriots now can't take a dramatic step forward in 2021. I think that other quarterbacks on the open market, guys like Jimmy Garoppolo, guys like Marcus Mariota, you know, you get down the line with Deshaun Watson, Derek Carr, all of those guys, they had higher potential to improve the Patriots in 2021. I think the ceiling is a little bit capped with Cam Newton at quarterback. If he does play that he, the way that he did last season, we'll get into the positives of it and, and why he might play better moving forward in a little bit. But I'd say that that's the biggest negative is that what if Cam is just as bad as he was last season, and this only allows the Patriots to take minimal steps forward in 2021. And that really is the risk of making this move.
1: Uh, I totally agree with that. I, I think, Viewing this from a Patriots perspective, from a Patriots decision makers perspective, it kind of shows that maybe they thought that all of the realistic quarterback options, because I don't think either of us ever thought that they were going to get Deshaun Watson or Russell Wilson, all of the realistic options, whether it be a Garoppolo or be a Mariota or be Teddy Bridgewater or Jameis Winston or any of these guys that they looked at those players and said, the, those players are not going to make us demonstrably better than we think we can be with Cam Newton, who will, will get into the contract stuff, but will likely end up being cheaper than a lot of those players. So uh, I understand the, the rationale in, in that respect. But one, one thing that, that has stuck out to me is just the lack of improvement from Cam Newton over the course of this season. And, and yes, I mean, you're not – maybe it was too big of an ask to ask him to master this offense – in the circumstances that he had. But the fact that some of his worst games of the season came in December, I mean, he was benched against the Los, uh, Los Angeles Rams in early December. He was benched against the Buffalo Bills in the second to last game of the season. And there, there were other issues for the Patriots in both of those games. But the fact that you saw that that sort of midseason crest from Cam Newton after the COVID situation when he was playing some really bad defenses, he had that great game against uh, the Jets, a really productive game against Houston. And then he just sort of downslid and and tailed off and wasn't really that effective until the final game of the season uh, against the terrible Jets defense, when he had one of his better uh, performances as, as a Patriot. So that is something that concerns me a little bit for sure. The fact that even if he wasn't looking fully competent and fully immersed in the offense, by the end, you would have hoped that his worst games would be, Maybe those first one or two after the COVID situation, and then it would just be straight upward after that. The fact that there was that downturn at the end is definitely a little concerning.
0: Yeah, and it's not as if the Patriots offense was like completely ravaged by injuries. But I mean, mm-hmm. they didn't have like Ryan Izzo, and obviously Julian Edelman got lost early in the season, but it's not as if the Patriots offense looked significantly different in those games in the middle of the season when Cam did play well. To the end when he really was struggling at the end of the season. So, yeah, that's definitely the biggest concern is that there are a lot of excuses to be made for Cam Newton's performance last season. Uh, no preseason. He wasn't around for the virtual OTAs. Training camp was truncated. He dealt with COVID early in the season. But if through all of that, there had been an upward trajectory of him playing significantly better at the end of December than he was in early September, then you would say, yeah, I mean, this deal has the potential to, to be, you know, have a really high ceiling for the Patriots because he showed this improvement over the 2020 season. That didn't happen. So now you have to bank on, and we'll get into the positives now, the pieces that the Patriots put around Cam Newton now will help him improve in 2021. And I personally, I'm not super high on this Cam Newton signing. I don't want to act that way, but I can't see a scenario where the Patriots are worse in 2021 than they were in 2020. And I'll get into the the nitty gritties of the financials here, but essentially in 2020, the Patriots had $30 million in dead cap space. And they, ha- they went into the season with $20 million of cap space. And that's because some of the, the contract uh, you know, s- settlements settled with Antonio Brown and Aaron Hernandez guys opted out. They were essentially left with $20 million in cap space. And the the 50 million or the $30 million in dead cap from some of the signings that they had made, uh, like Tom Brady and some of the other guys that they, they cut or traded or, or moved on from. So that was basically a $50 million loss that the Patriots were playing with last season. Now they head into this off season and They've got 68 million dollars in cap space, and you can s- subtract uh Cam Newton's contract, you can subtract uh some of the guys that are, they can bring back, like JC Jackson, David Andrews, Just- Justin Bethel. But that still Trent, leaves them Trent with Trent Brown, about,
1: too. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, well, Trent Brown's an addition, so yeah, so it, that's yeah, already yeah. An, ad- an addition that they've made. <laughs> so now they basically head into this offseason with 50 million dollars to spend to improve their roster from last year. So that's essentially a $100 million swing that they couldn't spend from last year. And now they can spend this year. And even if you say it's a 80 or $85 million swing, whatever it is, that's a significant amount of money that they can now use to improve their roster from 2020. I know that that was kind of a convoluted way of saying that, but with better weapons around Cam Newton, with Dante Hightower back, with Patrick Chung back, with money to spend on defense, you'd think that this team could at least improve by two or three wins in 2021, then you're talking about a potential playoff team. I don't know if the ceiling's that much higher than that, but I will say that the Patriots should at least be better in 2021 than they were last season. And
1: honestly, it's, it's kind of tough to look at it this way from a new England's perspective, because this team is, is used to being 12 and four, 11 and five, 13 and three, every single season and being in the AFC championship game. But it's almost kind of remarkable that the Patriots went seven and nine with oh, the roster that they had last year with how barren they were at so many different positions right. and with how poorly Cam Newton did perform the fact that they were able to somehow cobble together uh, seven wins and they had three or four additional games that they had a chance to win on the final drive that they just weren't able to, to convert on those. So the fact that this, this past Patriots team came a couple of plays short of, of winning 10 games is is honestly kind of impressive. And, and then the fact with, as you mentioned, they have so much cap space this off season, and so much of the NFL does not have any right. cap space or is actually in the negatives in cap space. There are going to be a lot of talented players available this off season, And there are going to be a lot of teams that just don't have the money to go get them. Uh, so I think the Patriots and a couple of other franchises are in a really good position to go out and improve their roster this off season. And, and yeah, I, I totally agree. I mean, even if this does cap their their ceiling i mean i i don't think just because they re-signed cam newton i'm not now thinking all right this is going to be a super bowl contender next right. year uh I, I i definitely don't think that uh but yeah they there's no reason the patriots shouldn't be noticeably better in in 2021 i i would as long as they make the necessary improvements this offseason, i would probably think that this team should be back in the playoffs in 2021 unless cam newton completely falls apart and plays even worse than he did last year
0: i think that when the dust settles here the patriots should have around 40 million dollars in cap space as they actually head into free agency and i know that might that sounds like a lot but you do wonder how many players the patriots can actually afford with that 40 million dollars when you're talking about guys potentially signing contracts that are 15 million per season and things like that but actually 40 million dollars can go a pretty long way in free agency. Even if you're talking about signing a guy like Curtis Samuel, who would be like four years, $50 million. You can get him on a cap hit in 2021 for around $8 million. So you bring on Curtis Samuel for $8 million. You bring on Josh Reynolds for five and a half million dollars. You bring on Hunter Henry for another $8 million. You still have about, you know, a third of that money to spend. Your roster is already looking Significantly better at that point. And yeah, it is, I think, I guess what we can do now is move on and say, how, what else can the Patriots do at this point at the quarterback position? Because Cam Newton is only signed for a one year deal. So they still now need to plan for the future at quarterback. And it seems pretty unlikely that that would be Jarrett Stidham or Jake DeLagala, the two other quarterbacks actually on the Patriots roster. So you would think that they'll spend first, second, or third round pick on a quarterback in the draft. And I think that that's probably the smart move for them to do uh, because you, as we've said, you can improve your roster in free agency. So that means that you, can, you don't necessarily need to use a first round pick on a player who's significantly going to improve the Patriots roster in 2021, because that's what the Patriots have cap space for. I think that you can actually use that first round pick and maybe even trade up in the first round to get your quarterback of the future to play behind Cam Newton, to maybe even start a few games in 2021, someone like Trey Lance, someone like Mac Jones, maybe Justin Fields, if he falls, I think that you're now in the position to draft that player for the future. I
1: totally agree. I I am all aboard the draft a quarterback in the first round train now, and I'm probably all aboard in the potentially trade up for a quarterback. If there's one that is in tradable range that, that you like, Uh, I really think that that Trey Lance would be a pretty good fit in this situation right now, because he's a guy, uh, according to most draft analysts who probably isn't going to be quite ready to play as a rookie anyway, considering he only has one year of starting experience at the FCS level didn't play at all this year, but he's a similar player to Cam Newton. He's got similar type traits. He's a really good runner, a powerful runner like Cam Newton is Uh, and uh, Justin Fields has some of those similar uh, dual threat abilities as well. He's sounds like he's probably going to be a little bit out of the Patriots' range, but you never know Don't what tell. happens with these quarter. Yeah, you never know what these what happens with these quarterbacks on draft day. Uh, I think Mac Jones would still be in play too, but the I think there is an appeal to getting a guy that has a similar skill set to your starting quarterback and being able to sort of bring him up that way and not have to. Because basically, if you have Cam Newton and you have Mac Jones you're basically teaching them two completely different offenses because you're not going to run a cam Newton offense with Mac Jones. You're not going to have, he doesn't have that rushing ability. And that's not a deal breaker, but I think it's, uh, I I like the idea of, of drafting a quarterback high in this round. If, If only because if you're the Patriots and you're expecting to be somewhere back to where the Patriots typically are, even if they're not quite at that peak, you're probably not going to be drafting at 15 again for a while yeah. unless yeah. things go sideways and your plan doesn't work. So the they're they're in a better position to draft, to use a high pick on a quarterback this year than they have been in forever. And if, if all goes to plan, then they likely will be for the next couple of years. And as we've talked about before, the best place to find a starting quarterback is in that top 10 top 12 range Uh, and after that the chances of of landing a guy who's going to be a legitimate franchise quarterback go down significantly so uh, I think it I think it would be a a a good move obviously the Patriots do have a bunch of other needs at other positions so uh, it's it's not like the only it's not yeah it's not the only thing that they need on this roster Um, but I don't know I I think that would be a smart move for them as long as they uh, they like one of those guys
0: even if it's in the second round, you'd be talking about guys like Kellen Mond or Kyle Trask. It just, they need to pick another quarterback, even if they yeah. still have some hope whatsoever for Jared Sidham or even if Cam Newton plays really well in 2021, and then they hope to bring him back in 2022 and beyond. I think that you at least need to come out of this draft with a quarterback. I know that we, we said that last year and they didn't. (laughs) Um, They only signed two undrafted free agents afterwards. Neither one of those guys panned out. So yeah, I think no matter what you need to get a quarterback, I personally would not be opposed to trading up, but I also think that I think one of these quarterbacks is going to fall. I just have a hard time imagining that Trevor Lawrence, Zach Wilson, Mm -hmm. Justin Fields, Trey Lance, and Mac Jones are all going to go before the Patriots' 15th overall pick. And if that did happen, then you sit there at 15 and hope that Jalen Waddell, Devontae Smith, Jamar Chase, or Kyle Pitts falls to you at that 15th overall pick. I'm having a hard time imagining a scenario where all five quarterbacks and all four pass catchers are all gone there at number 15, and the Patriots are left there kind of scratching their heads to see what they're going to do. At that point, they'd be left with an offensive tackle or a cornerback or defensive tackle or some defensive end, something like that. But yeah, I think that they are still in a pretty advantageous spot to sit back and wait to see which quarterback falls to them. And we'll see how Trey Lance does at his pro day on Friday, but he could wind up being the guy who falls. I mean, we've talked about it before, he's an FCS quarterback played for one season at North Dakota State. He was great in that one year, but before that, he was a three-star prospect coming out of high school. He's not going to run at his pro day, which I find somewhat interesting because coming out of high school, I know this doesn't mean a ton. You're in a 49240, which was actually uh 10th of a second or yeah, 10th of a second, 100th a of a second, whatever, slower than Mac Jones who ran a 492. Um So I don't know. I could imagine teams being a little bit scared off by Trey Lance, despite his potential, just because it's so weird for an FCS quarterback who only played one season to be one of the top rated quarterbacks in a, in a draft class.
1: No, I totally agree. I mean, it's, if there's one of those top four that I see falling, I I do think it is Trey Lance. I know there's been some, seems like there's been some like skepticism about Justin Fields lately. I feel like he just hasn't been talked about all that much, but the fact that he's got that Ohio State pedigree he's played in those big games. People have watched him in those big games. I think he has a, a better chance of of being in the top five with Lawrence and, and most likely uh, Zach Wilson. And then, yeah, when you look at these quarterbacks, these top four, just history says there's a good chance that at least one of them is not going to pan out. Most likely two of them won't pan out. Maybe right. even three of them won't, won't pan out. That's just kind of – the the way it works at the quarterback position, you you draft these guys high because it it is such a need, but yeah, it'll be really fascinating to see how this whole situation pans out for the Patriots, because with this Cam Newton signing, I mean, they still potentially could sign another veteran onto this team. Mm -hmm. It's not, they that doesn't completely preclude, pre- preclude them from that but this signing definitely shifts everybody's attention a little bit away from that free agent class and more toward uh, toward this draft class of quarterbacks and we should know it I don't know if we mentioned it earlier but Mike Reese's report on this Cam Newton contract yeah. said on Cam Newton's one, one year contract a total of six million dollars of the 14 million is tied to honors and how far the Patriots might advance in the playoffs so that makes it sound like that six million is not playtime or performance based
0: right yes
1: but there's it it hasn't been um reported whether there is any play i would assume there's some playtime or performance incentives in there as well so maybe that's on top of that six million um yeah we we still haven't seen the all the numbers they'll probably be out by the time this episode is out but um yeah gonna be very interesting to see how this deal is structured
0: i would say that that at least means that that six million dollars is 100% not on the salary cap since Cam Newton did not win any honors in 2020 and the Patriots did not advance to the playoffs in 2020. So at the very maximum, you're looking at an $8 million cap hit for Cam Newton, which is probably higher than some people might have expected, I might have expected, but certainly still reasonable. One final positive before we wrap up this podcast is that I will say, and I made this point a few weeks ago, I do think this helps the Patriots heading into free agency, having an answer at their quarterback position. And that's essentially not an answer to mean that this is the guy moving forward, or this is the guy who's going to give them the best shot in 2021. This is literally an answer that a free agent might ask the Patriots of who was playing quarterback in 2021. And now the Patriots can give the answer the quarterback will be Cam Newton. And that's a better answer than Jared Stidham. That's a better answer than Jake DeLogal. That's a better answer than, well, if the 49ers get a better quarterback, then maybe we could trade for Jimmy Garoppolo. It's better than all those other things. I do still think that Cam Newton carries some clout in the NFL. I'm not sure if it's with younger players, if it's with players in Cam Newton's generation, but I do just think that bringing on Cam Newton might give you a better shot at signing a better wide receiver than having Marcus Mariota or having Jimmy Garoppolo or having Ryan Fitzpatrick or Jacoby Brissett or some of these other guys. He's got good relationships with guys around the NFL guys in the NFL. As we know last season from talking to a lot of players looked up to Cam Newton when they were growing up and they might look at this and say, yeah, yeah, let's join Cam Newton and see what we can do on the Patriots. It could be fun. He's a, you know, he's a fun player to be around. He's a good teammate. Let's see how this goes rather than the complete uncertainty that the Patriots had at the the position as of Thursday night.
1: I agree on, on both of those aspects. I think it's the fact that you have a quarterback, any quarterback in place definitely helps the, to going into free agency. Because if you're, if you're talking to Hunter Henry and saying, (laughs) if you're Bill Belichick saying, Hey Hunter, man, I've watched you since high school. Like I really want you to come play with us. He's going to say, cool. Like who's, who's the quarterback like is it is it is it this like the stidham guy or the really tall like practice squad kid like what's going on he's like oh no we'll figure it out but just like come on down I'm like right. that's not a great sales pitch to to prospective free agents uh so i think having a an answer there definitely helps and i do agree with the fact that cam newton still carries some some gravitas in, in nfl circles I and mean, you even kind of noticed a little bit just being um uh just seeing the reaction on social media from some of the players Uh, Damian Harris had a really positive reaction when um, when Cam resigned and according to here's a a report from a from our buddy Mike Giardi said he's touched base with a handful of Patriots players this morning they're excited for Cam Newton's return Uh, said one he gets a fair chance this time so players talk to Patriots players talk to players on other teams they'll be able to, to sort of give that stamp of approval and say no like don't judge cam off what you saw last season. It's going to be better this year. And I think that definitely will uh, at least be, be a factor in in the Patriots effort to improve this offense and improve the infrastructure around cam.
0: Yeah. The Patriots were in a tough position. We'll wrap this up in a second Uh, where they basically were in the situation where, okay, we don't have any weapons. So it's going to be really hard to attract a free agent quarterback And we don't have a quarterback, so it's going to be really hard to attract free agent weapons. And now this isn't the best scenario. This isn't the best case that the Patriots could have hoped for. But, I mean, I fought against for a little while, uh, if you give a free agent enough money, he'll sign with you. And I think that for the most part, that is true. I think that Allen Robinson signing with the Chicago Bears a few years ago is a pretty good example of that. But when you literally do not have a quarterback, when your quarterback is Jared Sittum or, like you said, the really tall kid on the practice <laughs> squad, I that changes things. That's a completely different scenario than the one that you're usually talking about, where you're just saying to guys, "I don't know, we'll sign, we'll draft a quarterback, we'll see. We have the 15th overall pick. I don't think that that works. This works a little bit better. Feels like we're sort of talking ourselves into this, but I still." I don't know. I I feel very lukewarm overall about this. Um, It'll be interesting to see who the Patriots bring in. As I said, I cannot imagine the Patriots being worse than they were in 2022, uh, 2020. Um, But yeah, I I don't know. I I don't know what ceiling this gives the Patriots in 2021.
1: Agreed. It'll be, it's going to have to be a, approve it year so to speak for for cam newton i mean like going in i don't think my expectations are going to be there the expectations are going to be okay well this team most likely won't be worse but will they be an eight win team will they be a nine win team will they be a team that legitimately contends for for the afc's championship with the bills is is this going to be a team that can make a deep playoff run like i think you're going to need to see what cam newton does in an actual game with whatever the new offense looks like around him uh before you make any kind of grand predictions um but overall i mean if i had to grade this move b minus maybe b minus c plus that's about right Yeah. yeah
0: yeah maybe yeah b minus c plus just very average um and i think that we're much more optimistic than a lot of patriots twitter which is collectively losing its mind right now over this cam newton addition
1: yeah and also doesn't help that tom brady just signed a new contract (laughs) extension with the tampa bay buccaneers so yeah
0: all right so the patriots have re-signed cam newton they re-signed justin bethel they reacquired trent brown uh there's going to be plenty of other moves next week when the open tampering period begins on monday free agency officially begins on wednesday so We will be talking to you guys again soon when the Patriots do make some of those moves, but if they make some of the moves that we expect them to, then maybe there will be a little bit more optimism surrounding the Patriots in 2021. Uh, But we shall see what the Patriots do. Keep it on Nesson.com for all of that news and coverage on Patriots Free Agency. Follow Zach on Twitter at Zach Cox Follow me on Twitter at Doug Kide. And yeah, we'll keep you updated on everything that's going on this offseason.